Welcome, welcome. My name is KB, and this is The Greatness Project, where we cultivate greatness through the power of thoughts. Let's go. Welcome, my greatness fam, and as always, I appreciate you guys for listening. My name is KB, and this is The Greatness Project. This is going to be another episode of True Stories of Greatness and Failures. Now, this story kind of piggybacks on the message that I delivered on Monday in regards to our fears and the things that hold us back. You see, we often have fears whether they're real or just perceived in our minds, they just feel real. And we often have fears that aren't validated. Like there's no absolute reason why we should feel this way, yet we just do. I can remember when I was becoming a father, throughout the pregnancy, I was fine. Throughout the delivery, I was fine. But once my daughter was born and the doctor handed it to me, I could just remember feeling this overwhelming sense of, oh shit, what do I do now? How do I care for this little thing? Like, I, I, I've never done this before. I've never seen the ins and outs of caring for a baby. You know, when family members and relatives have babies, you they bring them around for the holidays and for just random days. So you, you're around and you see with them for a few hours. But how do you sleep at night? How do you change the diaper? Like, what, what do you do when they're crying and they just won't stop crying? All those questions start to run through my mind and start to hit me immediately. And I kind of felt like I wasn't ready to be a father at that point. Now, like I said, these fears that we have, whether they're real or perceived, it doesn't matter. The mind treats them the same. If you just think they're real and they have an emotional connection to those thoughts, then they indeed become real. I can remember as my daughter started to grow, she was only a few months old, and her mom went back to work. So she was about six months at this time. And I remember I would never, never be alone with my daughter. Because I, I didn't trust myself. I kind of felt like I wasn't qualified for this position in life just yet. So I would go to a friend's house, I would go to my mother's house, my brother's house. I even took her to a few ex-girlfriends' houses just, just, just so I can be around someone else. Just so that my daughter was not relying on my wisdom, my knowledge, and my fatherhood abilities, which at that time I felt were lacking. So I would call people, hey, you know, hey, uh, me and my daughter's going to come by. And everybody loves to see a baby. So no, nobody was like, oh, yeah, don't bring the baby by. Everybody wants to see the baby. Was worked out perfect for me. And then I can remember when she was about eight months old. I was taking a shower, getting dressed for the day. And as I got out the shower, I carried her from my bathroom to my living room. And as I crossed the threshold of the door frame, my arm bumped the door frame. And my daughter went tumbling down. Fell out of her carrying case or carrying seat, and she just fell, hit her head cried immediately it was just the worst feeling of my life 
because at that moment I felt like all those fears that I had about being a father were justified. It was like I was waiting for that moment to validate like, see, see, I told you you weren't, you weren't, you weren't shit as a father. I told you this wasn't for you. Now I don't know how a person can say fatherhood is just not for him or her, but at that moment, that's just kind of what I felt. But see, I think I manifested that into my life by me making conscious efforts to think about all the negative things about me being a father and what I can't do and instead of thinking about the things that I could do, the abilities, the abilities that I did have and the qualities that I can offer my daughter. And so I kept thinking negative and sure enough, a negative situation reared its ugly head. So in essence, I created that situation in my mind and then just waited for it to happen in real life. And like I said, I validated every fear I ever had at that moment. So I really didn't trust myself. I really wouldn't be left alone. I, I, I would be home just waiting for my child's mother to come home just so I could say, whew, take her. It wasn't because she was a hard baby. She was an easy baby. It was just, I was just so relieved when there was another set of eyes there, another, another person there who can care for her should I have a moment like that again. And see, that's the beautiful thing about motherhood as well, that they have these innate abilities, these gifts, to where they can read the baby. The baby would be crying, and I had no clue what the baby's crying for. But I had to try to figure it out. And so, that story and that analogy is just kind of a parallel to how we feel about taking chances and different things in our lives and the fears that we generate in our head and how we swear by them. But what we don't take into account is that when our minds attach to something and we have an emotional, a physical reaction to those, to the, to that thought and to that feeling, it becomes real in our head. Like I said, our brains don't know the difference. You just told it that that fear is real. You just told your brain that that thought had this emotional attachment to it. And so now every time your brain goes to that thought, your mind wanders to that thought you're going to kind of still feel that same emotional reaction because our brains are computers. They store data. And you stored that data under that hard drive of a fear. It's stored in your brain as that file of fear. It's in your file of fears now. And honestly, me having my first child and going through those experiences, I've told myself over and over again, and I've told people over and over again that I don't want to have any more children because of that. Not because of that reason. I never told him the reason. But in my mind, I know that's why. Because I just didn't... I just didn't like the baby stage. I, I like... My daughter's older now. I like when they're able to talk to you and just tell you what's going on. So I don't have to guess. Because me guessing was... I wasn't... I'm not the great guesser. But think about your life and what fears you have. What fears do you think are holding you back from being the greatest version of yourself? living the greatest possible life that you could ever live. We all dream it. We all have the vision in our head. You sit down and daydream, and those daydreams feel so good. They feel so good. But imagine if that daydream was real and you could live every day in that. How good would that feel? And take it a step further. For those of you who do have children, imagine what kind of wisdom and what kind of experience you can impart on your kid when they know that mommy or daddy didn't just sit around daydreaming, didn't just sit around talking about, I wish I would have done this, I wish I did that. 
you actually can show them, no, I did this. I accomplished this. I did this for me and I did this for you. And it don't mean that they're going to go off and follow your same footsteps, but just as a father, I literally thought, how can I tell my daughter that she could be anything in this world? How can I tell my daughter that she can go out and be all that she can be, so to speak? And then I turned around and look and I haven't done the same thing. I, one of the things I thought about is that day when my daughter walks up to me or, or, or walks up to her mom and says, hey, what did you always want to be? What dreams did you have? And then I have to tell her. And then that moment hits me where I'm not living my dreams. My daughter might ask me, how come do you, oh, you want to do that? Well, how come you didn't do it? How come you're just this? How come you're just that? And what are you going to say? Oh, baby. Uh, well, you know, dad is, uh, you know, I had you and I had to take care of you. And a kid shouldn't be an excuse on why you shouldn't go achieve, achieve the greatest things in your life. A kid should be the, the exact reason why you should so that you can prove to them that it's possible. Because if not, they're going to look for external sources for their motivation, external sources for their role models and positive outlooks on life. You see, as kids, we don't often choose the things we have in our life. We don't often choose our friends. They kind of come to us. We damn sure don't choose our family. We damn sure don't choose our parents and how we grew up and how we live. So I just felt like it was my obligation to be the best man I can be. So not only that my daughter sees me as the best possible father, but the best possible role model and her best inspiration, but also that she sees me as a good man so that she knows what to expect when she gets older and starts searching for a good man in her life and seeking relationships in her life. She's seen it firsthand. She doesn't have to watch TV shows and listen, watch these reality TV shows and read books and all that to kind of get a good picture of what a good man should be. So as I said before, just think about your life. What fears are holding you back? Some of you really want to be successful. Some of you really have creative visions and ideas that can possibly change the world, if not just change your life. But yet you're not acting upon them. Formulate a plan. Research it. And do the things that you can control right now. Some of the things are out of your hands. And that's okay. But whatever you can control, it is your obligation. It is your destiny to control those things and let make those things happen. Start taking the steps towards those things right now. Don't wait. Because the longer you wait, the harder it will be. And if you have kids, the longer you wait, the less likely your life is going to flow down that path. We can't just be boats adrift on a river with no oars to, to, to guide us. Our dreams and our passions are our oars. If you follow or if you use your dreams and your passions to guide you, you will almost certainly flow down the right path. It might get choppy. It might be big ass boulders in that path. It might be obstructions throughout that path, but that's okay because you're not guided by just what you feel and what you think. You're guided by what speaks to your heart, what speaks to your spirit, what speaks to your soul. Those oars are oars of destiny, your destiny. So as I go, 
I'd like to leave you with this quote from Mark Twain. And he says, All you need in this life to be successful is ignorance and confidence. My name is KB. This is The Greatness Project. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to The Greatness Project. Be sure to follow on Instagram at the greatness underscore project. And remember, thoughts are the genesis of greatness.